Okay, so the first thing I want to, I will be talking about today is something many of us have seen happen this lockdown period, and it's basically the evolution of worship, or the evolution of church and worship. You understand? The evolution of church and worship. I'm using church because I am a Christian. I mean, I could call it a mosque, or basically the place of worship. But if I'm going to be talking from a Christian point of view, I'll be referring to the Bible a lot. So I wouldn't want anybody who is not a Christian to judge me for that. That's why I had to first let out this disclaimer. Now, so going to the evolution of church and worship. Yes, a lot of people have come out to say, yes, this is one of the things the lockdown has taught us that we don't have to go to church. We don't have to go to the building. It's more like it's what the lockdown has made us realize that is possible these things have always been there from the very very inception of the institution of the institution called church as a matter of fact even before people spread christ even before people were first called christians jesus has already said it that worship would never be institutionalized again now I'm I'm going to give substantial proof to this, and everything I'm going to be reading, everything I'm going to be doing is going to be from the um, from the Bible Amplified Version of the Bible. So please follow me, dear Christians, and every other interested reader and uh, listener. Please go to me to the book of John, chapter four, verse twenty-one. Now what had happened before now was in this passage was Jesus Christ was speaking to the um, Samaritan woman, a woman who belonged to a race or a tribe of people who were at um, were 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 not not good enough for the Jews. In other words, they were not in good terms with Jews. Jews and Samaritans were opposite. They work separately, and it's because they had different outlooks towards each other. The the Samaritans had a mountain they worship and the jews had jerusalem where they would go to worship but jesus christ said something to that woman when um, there was a transaction the woman believed that okay well the messiah when he comes is going to tell us a lot of things you jews believe that this is the place for worship we samaritans believe this is the place of worship and then they believed that they were worshiping the same god but here what jesus christ told her in verse 21 jesus replied woman believe me a time is coming when god's kingdom comes when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans don't know what you worship. We Jews do know what we worship for salvation is from the Jews. But a time is coming and is already here when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit, from the heart, the inner self, and in truth. For the Father seeks such people to be his worshippers. Now, the Father seeks such people to be his worshippers. It had been something Jesus Christ said years before he died. So Jesus Christ knew that worship, true worship, God worship is not something that should be institutionalized. It should not be categorized to belong to a particular sect of people. It should not be categorized, it should not be put to to appear to people as God can be found in just one place. God can be accessed in just one place. So if there's anything this lockdown taught us, it's not the fact that it is possible. It is the fact, it, it only made us see it as a, a, 
a viable possibility and many of us worship from home even though we don't hold liturgical services at home in other words we don't hold an order of service when i say liturgical services i am very particular about my denomination because i attend a very unique a unique denomination i'm a member of celestial church of christ so when i say liturgy we have an order of service and we can't practice all those things at home i mean there have to be some things you will set up like an altar it's very it's very very odd for you to say that you want to do a celestial service in quotes without an altar but you see that is the thing all this setting up of things all this setting up of institutions god is more concerned about your true worship god is more and in as much as that is very very much achievable very very much achievable in your house it means you don't have to go to a church it means you don't have to attend the church yes that is the truth but if you preach that at some time before in fact times before the lockdown you would have been branded a heretic people would have called you a heretic like this guy you 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 are letting too much knowledge come in between your scriptures you are letting the holy spirit not determine what you are saying you know sometimes the holy spirit works on time with time in fact most times he works with time his own time you understand some messages are not for sometimes some messages might just come as a pointer as a reminder but what is now going to happen to the church what is going to happen to worship after this lockdown i only have possibilities i only have um um projections i have things i'm thinking might happen now sunday worship number one what happens to sunday worship would people be faithful in quotes to still go to church to worship god after they have realized that or it has now dawned on them that god can be accessed anytime and anywhere you see worship is going to evolve it's a projection worship is going to evolve or i believe it should evolve the the there's there's the argument among youths now there's the argument among youths now that well we can project services and nothing is going to happen we can project services and we still have the same impact well that's if that's that's um, a legit um argument and i say legit it's it makes sense it makes sense please give me a minute okay so i'm back um it's very legitimate to think that um you can have a service that is online and people get to stream so it means i can be inside my car driving to work watching a service and be blessed don't get me wrong, it even happened sometime, times before the lockdown. I know of someone who, who used to stream Daystar services while at work. While at work. I think a lot of us understand that, or a lot of people understand that it's not really about being in the church at that point in time. What this lockdown has just done is to make it clear to us that it is very possible and God will not destroy anybody. Prayers will still be answered. In spite of all that but again the evolution of the church the second thing is going to be about these tithes and offerings 
what has happened to the church right now that people are at home and may not be able to pay their tithes and offerings? There was a question someone raised to me some <laughs> some days ago about um, about paying tithes. Now he asked me. He said he asked who if the government pays us this um, 10k stuff based on whatever they said they were sharing you understand does he have to pay tight of it and i i i smiled <laughs> because it was it was it was very funny it was dicey like i'm trying to imagine the kind of church that will still need you to pay tight in these trying times what the bible records that the church did for people when there was famine was to reach out to them again there is proof of that in the scriptures in the scriptures you can find that in the book of acts acts chapter acts chapter um, 11 that was where it, the bible speaks of the first place the believers were first called christians so acts chapter 11 verse 27 now at this time some prophets came down from jerusalem to antioch one of them named agabus stood up and prophesied through the holy spirit that a severe famine would come on the entire world and this did happen during the reign of claudius 29 so the disciples decided to send a contribution each according to his individual ability to the believers who lived in judea and this they did sending the contribution of the to the elders by Barnabas and Saul the disciples sent contributions to the elders when there was a famine but in my generation our disciples our apostles will still be expecting me who should be stocking my house with food to pay tight because it is for God. Well, um, I, 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 I don't know. There was not much of a structure in the early church here. A structure that, that sends money, that distributes money to the apostles. But it is the apostles who we see that are sending contributions out to members here. Because they had a foreknowledge, a foreknowing that there was going to be a famine that would affect even the believers the believers were not safe so in a trying time the church helped out its people and those were the things those were the qualities these people saw these unbelievers saw in christians and and in them and called them christians followers of christ it was a pagan it was an unbeliever's perspective they called them followers of christ we knew ourselves as believers but they were called followers of christ because of this perspective this is what i believe might happen is either we get more gullible or we get severely woke i mean woken up anybody is going to be anybody who's going to be severely woke is going to vehemently oppose tithes and offerings and it's most likely not because of some um of some um spiritual um defiance it's basically because of the fact that it will be obvious to the blind and audible to the deaf that the church can survive without those things 
pastors can live without those tithes and offerings? I mean, how do they even want to collect it? As it is now, everybody is going to preach voluntary giving. It's going to be best people teach voluntary giving, not mandatory tithe payments, as it means to enrich anybody's pockets. As it means to enrich anybody's pockets. Nobody is going to be preaching, or nobody should be preaching heavy tithing or uh, severe, you must drop your tithes. No. That in itself is going to be a serious issue when this lockdown is off. When this lockdown is off. The third point about the evolution of worship and the church is what happens to the particular holy days the days that we specify we declare we decree for worship you know we've talked about the place of worship we've talked about the method we use to give the things we give and now we're talking about the holy days the sundays and the other weekly services that well several denominations have made available i've said okay these are the days you'll be worshiping these are the days you'll be worshiping so what happens to those days before now there's been arguments about whether monday or sunday is the first day of the week and then which day should you worship i mean there are some there's a denomination that is entirely based on that they don't worship on sundays like every other church their own services hold on saturdays i mean sometimes i just wonder imagine that kind of person as my boss would you not tolerate the idea that i'm not a member of this denomination and tell me to come to work so as it is going to be having two two days two i don't know if he calls his own sunday saturday then it's saturday is friday so if i come to work on friday he might not come maybe he might pay me sha i don't know it's just me thinking out loud so the, the 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 truth is Eventually, we still have to come back to the Bible, and that's what the church would come back to. We all need to realize that provisions for times like this, when it comes to the church, everything is in the Bible. We have not taken time to study deeply. Maybe because we have been too busy. We have been too busy, and we wait and prefer to listen to the interpretation of these, of some men of God who are expected to have sat down to study deeply. But they still come out and dish rubbish. They still come out and dish heresies. They come out and dish lies. Lies that would enrich their pockets. Lies that would just make them more relevant than every other person. You know, earlier I said that one of the things that gave me, that inspired me to do this um, audio recording was listening to Stephen Fry. And in the course of what he was saying earlier, he was telling, you know, the guy could be so, um, um, let me use the word, mindless. his expressions when he was talking about the church didn't sound like he was for the church or against the church I mean he all sounded more like someone who was giving facts but those facts were very very scary I mean the church just became the center of everything but what I learned from what he presented was that give anybody that is not the government power is going to be a very terrible thing when the church was in charge they were conducting crusades in the name of God. In the name of God. In spite of all that, we still have what they were trying to avoid still came to be. It's not because of any weakness. 
you, you, you want to win nations in the name of God and you crucify anything that seems to be an, an opposition. An opposition. I mean, there was a time I read about Handel, um, sorry, Mozart, that this, um, this piece by Allegri, Miserere Medio and Deus, the piece, the sheet was not allowed out. Mozart went to um, Sistine Chapel twice and was able to reproduce every part. As a matter of fact, that's, that's basically the reason why we have that piece, that musical piece available because of Mozart. He copied, he listened to it twice and was able to reproduce it, something that they were trying to hide. Mozart is not a Christian pianist or a Christian musician per se, but he's a, he's a prodigy. That's my point. So we try to be, the, he, everybody tries to hold his own ground when he's given just a point or a moment to shine. I really, honestly, I really don't pray that Christians as the Christian body or Christendom should come to that position ever again because it's going to be very, very dangerous. It's going to be very, very dangerous. And this is what is going to happen to almost every religious body. We know we can worship in proxy. We know we can worship away from the building. We know we can decide to pay tithes when we want to, if we want to, and we will not be cursed with the curse. Contrary to what most of our preachers or most of our teachers have been preaching. But there are some of us who still know that there are blessings accrued to these things. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. Apostle Paul was is the first person I know to have quoted that and he said they were the very words of Jesus. It is very much blessed to give than to receive. So be tight or any other thing I give. It's more blessed for me to give. And with that kind of mindset, I know that when I give to people, when I give to God, I will receive. The problem I have, or I have always had, is the idea of being coerced to do those things. Number four, which is basically going to be my last point, is the idea of um, God punishing every one of us because of one thing or the other. Well, I, what I would say about that is the first thing we should always do when it comes to things like this is to seek God's face. Is to seek God's face and to know what His will concerning this time is. Is to seek God's face and to know His will concerning this time nothing more nothing less otherwise we'll just be speaking things amiss we'll be speaking things wrongly we'll not know what to do we'll not know what is happening we'll just be saying rubbish peddling foolish rumors we've heard pastors say we've heard some pastors even come <laughs> to talk about 5g <laughs> oh god man thinking of that just it irks me but i just have to laugh i mean it's quite it's very amusing actually very very amusing but I don't want to go into that, at least, even if I will, maybe not today. But the idea of God punishing us for something we have not done is, is well, if you tell that to someone who is, not an, who is not a believer, that person will never take your God serious. Will never take your God serious. It's not, if it's, if it's a sign of the end times, then you should be assured that it's not God that is punishing you. It is not God that is punishing you. It's supposed to happen. Jesus Christ said that. This is the reason why this time you need to study your scriptures as a Christian. 
number two you need to know why why god is what god is doing now you need to know why this is happening and what god is doing concerning it if he's silent if he's walking then you know you ask for a revelation an eye opener an eye opening revelation one that just makes you relax or the one that makes you intercede more so this is not a time to just be entirely laid back at the same time this is not a time to be overly hyperactive this is a time for pondering this is a time to reconsider this is a time to know god this is a time to know god more away from the church now that you are alone pick your bible study it study it properly study it properly you might find things that you always had held on to someone's interpretation you might find them wrong and there are a lot of them believe me a lot of them a lot of misinterpretations from the scriptures you might even find out that the idea of god punishing us is someone's misinterpretation of the scriptures and not something from god's throne of grace again my name is my name is and those are just my thoughts if you have any um corrections any additions please don't forget to include them in your reviews thank you very much and god bless you have a fantastic evening